Welcome to the Catalyst Life Coaching Podcast with John Kim and Noelle Cordeaux. If you're inspired to begin your own life coaching practice or just want to learn a little bit more about what it's all about, visit journey.co. That's J-R-N-I dot C-O for more information. Your adventure awaits. Hey guys, what's up? On this week's episode, we're going to talk about false beliefs and the way that we judge our emotions. Noelle, good morning. Good morning. <laughs> How are you? I'm well. I'm well. I think that our topic is timely. A lot of folks I know have been going through a rough time recently. Yeah, it's also just it's common. I mean, who doesn't judge their emotions? Who doesn't uh, have false beliefs, you know? Very much so. And what I really liked about diving into this topic is we all experience emotions, but I had never really stepped back before and evaluated the way that I feel about having emotions. Mm. So wait, explain that. What What do you mean? It's an extra layer. Yeah. Right. So I might feel an emotion of anxiety. I'm subject to it. I'm crippled by it. I might talk to my partner about it. And he's like, where is this coming from? Right. So there's this feeling that my anxiety is somehow not valid. I might say, you know, other people don't feel this way. There's something wrong with me. Or if I let myself feel this emotion, I'm going to be overwhelmed by it. And I'll push it away and I'll stuff it and I'll reject it rather than letting it exist. Yeah. So I had a session yesterday and the entire session was about um, her reacting from her emotion uh, her needing to remind herself that uh, herself that uh, you know feelings are not factual, um, the panic and the spiral that she goes through because um, she feels something. Yeah, and and that's real. I want to validate that feeling. It's yeah. totally real. And you know, whenever we think about this, um, it's kind of like, okay, well, how do people get this way? And oftentimes, it's learned behavior. That somewhere along the way, whether it was your childhood, your family of origin, what you experienced in school, uh, it was taught to you that the way you feel isn't acceptable Mm -hmm. and that expressing your emotions is not valid. So because of that, um, what do you do? Do you A, suppress your feelings and then you also judge them? So when you feel something, um, you're combating them and you're, you're pushing them down? Well, what we know from the world of applied positive psychology and mindfulness training is that the way our brains function is emotions and thoughts flow in and out of the space of our head, just like clouds float in and out of the sky, right? right? So uh, as a human, on a certain level, everybody's going to be subject to emotions everybody's going to feel them. If we let them exist, if we work through them with um, kindness and compassion towards ourselves, that's when we're able to ultimately release them. It's when we deny them or stuff them or continue the rumination or negativity spiral by saying, my even my my own feeling is unacceptable. That's when we then develop maladaptive behaviors, the emotions come out in other ways, and we just generally feel really crappy. Yeah, this idea of, um, so two words come to my mind, noticing 
and uh, detachment. And I, I don't mean detachment as in to not feel anything, but um, not getting hooked, not allowing your emotions to take you down, uh, you know, w with them. I feel like the um, the thing that I do is I kind of try to see um, or notice kind of through a snow globe. So noticing how I feel and then, you know, what you mentioned before, not judging them and then allowing those feelings to come and go and, 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 and not um, not labeling, not judging and not not uh, letting them take you hostage. Not letting them take you hostage is a super important facet. Did you know that emotions take the shape of waves? Mm, no, I had no idea. They, and if so, if you imagine an ocean and you're the sand and throughout the day, your emotions are just crashing on the beach like, like a wave. So that wave will hit, it will peak. And then eventually, if you let it exist, it'll dissipate and roll on until the next wave comes. Mm. It's when we try to control the emotion, when we believe that our emotion is not valid, when we believe that there's something wrong with us, that's when we that's when our nervous system is activated, mm -hmm. our flight or, uh, our fight or flight response kicks in. And instead of dissipating in the natural shape of a wave, that emotion takes off into a negativity spiral. Yeah. And, you know, I think what um, many don't understand is to, uh, to kind of cope with this and to get stronger, it's a practice. It no. is a practice. And over time, if you notice your emotions, if you thank them for their message, if you allow them to exist, the active pattern of coping with your emotions, working with your emotions, will confirm that your emotions do change and flow. Um, and ultimately, you'll begin to be more assertive and active in your own patterns of coping. Yeah. I think one of the things that happens is when you feel something, uh, because, you know, that, that feeling is, is, is powerful and feeling will always override logic. Uh, then the, the, the thoughts that are linked to that feeling is usually some kind of distorted thinking that throws you into the future um, or maybe the past. And then I think that's when we start spiraling downward. Uh, you know, nothing has happened, but we're already – assuming things have happened that are bad or, you know, uh, someone's going to you know dump you or you're going to get fired or all these things that haven't happened yet. And these are the, the distorted thoughts, I think, that, that start to drown us. Exactly. And, you know, I think that these thoughts and feelings, until we start to really catch them head on and work with them, um, form patterns for us. So, you know, the things that people feel most anxious about go in feedback loops throughout their brain and body yeah. and you can catch it you can change it you can reroute you can redirect uh, using the science of neuroplasticity but if you just let yourself be subject to your thoughts and feelings you're never going to gain control or agency around moving through them i feel like it's like swimming up river because we've been trained and our patterns are so deep that you know it's it's that that kind of knee jerk um to actually rewire ourselves is so hard you know it is so hard. And I think that in modern life, in Western society, there's this idea that if there's a problem or that something is bugging you, I need to work on it. I need to work on it. I mm -hmm. need to fix it. I need to solve the problem. I need to come up with a solution. I need to change my circumstance in order to feel better because no one likes feeling like 
junk, right? right. Um, but in reality, life is just one damn thing after the next. And we have very little choice as to when an emotion takes hold and the circumstances around us. So, you know, if we're leaning into the tenets of mindfulness um, and meditation, it's basically learning to exist in and inhabit your life alongside of your troubles because they are a natural part of life mm. and decide to enjoy your time on this planet anyway. That's hard to do. <laughs> it's <laughs> At super least hard to do. It, I think it's hard for everybody. Yeah. I think it's hard for everybody. And, and we can see different, you know, cultural reflections of it. Um, that concept of living in the now, enjoying yeah. yourself now, because there may be troubles coming down the line is the motto of the city of New Orleans. And mm. I think that's so interesting as a cultural representation because that city is built on food and music and love right. and laughter and dance. And, and that's, that's the motto of the city is let's dance today. We may be crying tomorrow. Oh, I love that. What a great reminder. So mm -hmm. um, anyone listening to this and they, they can relate to this and they're like, yeah, this is me. I struggle with this. Um, what would be steps? What would be the first thing they should do? Yeah, so I can give you a list of possible false beliefs about emotions. Mm -hmm. And these are the things that people might say to themselves when they're judging their own emotions. Right. Um, so step one is awareness, right? So some common things that people tell themselves are, if I let myself feel this emotion, I'll be overwhelmed by it. If I tell other people how I feel, they might use it against me. So then yeah. stuffing it. If I tell others how I feel, they'll think I'm weak. Mm -hmm. um, or they'll leave me. People, or they'll leave me. Other people don't feel this way. There must be something wrong with me. Right. Only an immature person would get so emotional. I should be other able to cope with my difficulties on my own. I don't need others. And so, you know, what's common in all of these cognitive distortions around emotions is you're turning away from the emotion. You're denying it. You're saying that the emotion itself is bad or that somehow having it and expressing it will negatively impact your life. Mm -hmm. But what we know about the way our brains function is when you name your emotion, when you tell somebody else about it, you get it out of yourself and you start to feel better. And then as a secondary benefit, you trip your prefrontal cortex back into functioning. So when you're stuck in emotion land, you're living in your limbic system. Your limbic system governs all emotions, good and bad. Mm. Your logic center is your prefrontal cortex. Your limbic system and your prefrontal cortex cannot be turned on at the same time. So when you name your emotions and allow them to exist, your prefrontal cortex wakes up and says, oh, hey, you know, is there a decision that needs to be made here? And, and in that moment, you give yourself a fighting shot at saying, this is a feeling, not a fact. I'm going to honor it, thank it for its message, and then move on with intention. So when you say um, name the emotion, what do you mean by that? I feel happy. I feel sad. I feel oh, okay. angry. Right. I feel disappointed. I feel frustrated. I feel anxious. Um, 
and talking it through. There's something about actually announcing it, um, especially if you, if you actually verbalize it out loud, that uh, creates a distance that um, allows it allows a space. It allows a space yeah. between you sitting there ruminating, being subject to right. your emotion, and letting it out, getting it out, naming it, even if you say it to yourself or mm -hmm. write it down or type it into a, a Word doc. Um, you know, I feel anxious. Um, your prefrontal cortex will notice the naming mechanism and say, oh, hey, is there a decision that needs to be made here? Do I need to get back in the game? And what that does is it gives your limbic system, your emotional brain, a break. Yeah, so after naming your emotion, after announcing that you feel a certain way and accepting that, um, with the next step to be not not judging that because this is where I think a lot of people after they feel something then they judge themselves or they judge the feeling or they you know they think they're bad or defective or all of those things yeah so a lot of times what our emotions are are parts of ourselves that are really just scared and they're jumping around waving your arms and trying to get your attention because they you know they're freaking out so thanking the emotion for its message like hey you know anxiety i see you i i understand that my experience of anxiety is really my brain and body trying to protect me from something unfortunately this isn't the most convenient way to do it right now body but i still thank you for trying right, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, you know and you it's a it's a concept of working with yourself not against yourself how do you fully integrate into the whole it's to accept that all of the messages that your body is giving you are there for your own good you know you're not out to get yourself it's just your brain. Yeah. And how does meditation play into this? I'm assuming that the more we meditate, meditation is something that I, I've, you know, I've fallen off of, I've tried many times, um, but it, it, it helps with all of this, correct? Process. It helps with all of this in that it's a way of training your brain to accept that your being can exist in any state and that whether things are good or bad or stressful or happy, it's all the same. It's all part of this mixture of life. And just like waves crashing on the beach, the next emotion, the next circumstance will continue to crash until we die. Yeah, it's this idea of um, radical acceptance. You know, I, I feel like uh, when we don't accept, uh, especially how we feel, it just, that's when we kind of move into suffering. That's when we move into suffering and expectation tends yeah. to be the killer of happiness in that regard. There's another concept that works really well here. And it's comes from Kristen Neff and EFF. She combines positive psychology and mindfulness. And she says that this concept of suffering is universal to all humans. Mm. And a lot of times, you know, we feel very alone in our suffering. But if we can drop down and in the moment say, you know, my experience of anxiety, my experience of emotion, my experience of suffering in this moment connects me to all of humanity, mm. all who have come before, all who will come after, all who are shoulder to shoulder with me now on this earth we all experience suffering. It's part of being human. 
I love that because then you feel less alone. I, I love this idea that um, that we are all going through our own journey, but also connected at the same time. That other people have been here. Yes. Yes, other people have been here. And the thing about suffering is that it really goes counter to material gain. There's this concept that, you know, especially in Western society, the more things, the more capital I acquire, the happier I will be. Mm -hmm. And statistically, we know that that is so not true. Right. So not true. Happiness has nothing to do with what you have, where you are, where you've been. It has to do with um, being able to drop down and not let the past or the future get in the way. Yeah, and also um, know that that dropping down is probably going to be a, a, a life, a lifetime worth of work, and it's not something um, that you're going to, you know, uh, solve or. Um, accomplish over the weekend. It's one of the things that in my session yesterday, she was so frustrated that she couldn't do it, you know, in the next couple of weeks. It's like, no, this is something. It's like uh, when you go and, 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 um, and work out or you have your, your body goals, you know, you, you can't do 10 abs or have one workout and think you're going to change your body. I think um, this is the same. And so it, it actually has to be a way of living. It actually has to be kind of a lifestyle for this to be sustainable. You think? And it gets, it gets easier. Yeah. Yeah. It gets easier. And the more that you push out into the world, the more you activate um, your meaning, your purpose, things that you actually enjoy, you the less you experience pain, rumination, stagnation. Yeah. So guys, if you are um, struggling with any of this, if your emotions tend to um, um, take you hostage, um, start practicing today. Be aware and uh, uh, don't um, judge your feelings. Um, allow the announce that they are there. Accept them. Um, let them flow through you. And what else? I think that's everything. You know, yeah. I I I like to think of my life in context like a tapestry. Mm. And it's all the colors, it's all the flavors, you know, even times when I am racked with grief and great sorrow, there's beauty in it. And I get to experience a complex human life. Yeah, I love that. I love the tapestry. I love, um, I see a quilt. I see that, um, that Japanese art where the, uh, the, they, the plates are shattered and they re-glue them um, with gold lining and it's worth more. Exactly. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> On that note, guys, be well. And uh, Noel, thank you for that uh, conversation. That sounds good. I'll talk to you soon, right. John. Bye.